All right, we're going to bring this meeting back to order. Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our website at qac.org live or on our television channel, BreezeLine Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to qac.org slash public comment. Citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. Comments received will be read during the press and public comment period on our agenda this evening. We acknowledge your participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you care to speak, please sign the information table sheet in the lobby. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review as well. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Jim Moran. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If we can remain standing for a moment of silence for Mark Plemons and Greg Leonard, who are no longer here with us, and hope the holiday seasons bring fond memories to their families in closure. Thank you very much. Okay, Commissioners, that brings us to the approval of this evening's agenda. Our agenda for today's meeting, December 13th, along with the regular and closed session minutes from your November 15th meeting, along with the Sanitary Commission minutes from the November 15th, have all been circulated for review. Are there any additions and or corrections? I'd like to make a motion to add uh, one desk item to the agenda. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 So moved. <clears throat> Make a motion to accept the agenda as amended and the meeting minutes as submitted. Second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? A little rusty over there? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Commissioners. <laughs> okay, we just held a closed session under the General Provisions Article Section 3305B1 to discuss boards and commissions. And I believe we do have a number of them that we've... Uh, uh, before we get started, decided. I'd just like to welcome everybody. Uh, and uh, I'd like to welcome Patrick McLaughlin, uh, the new county commissioner for District 2, seating to my right. And uh, we, he just went through our first closed session, so he's familiar with all this. And I want to say welcome once again and look forward to working with you uh, in the, for the next four years. All right, well, that being said, uh, the first motion is I move to appoint Phil Duminell as Vice President of the Board of County Commissioners and also to move to appoint Patrick Thompson Esquire as County Attorney for the term of January 1, 2023 to December 31, 2023. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? 
So moved, four zero, one absent. Uh, alrighty. Um, next item was getting tabled. Uh, next one, next item is the Economic Development Commission. Uh, I move to reappoint Hazen Arnold, Heather Bacher, Lee Brigman, and appoint Todd Wilhope to the Economic Development Commission. These terms will expire December 31st, 2025. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Four zip. All right. Uh, the next one is Kent Narrows Development Foundation. Uh, I move to reappoint Jody Schultz, Jeffrey Smith, Michael Foster, and appoint William Mortel and Jay Boulay to the Kent Narrows Development Foundation. These terms will expire on December 31st, 2025. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on those items? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Four zip. Now the next one is the personnel board. I move to reappoint Mark Anderson and Dora Hanna to the personnel board. The terms will expire December 31st, 2026. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on them? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Uh, four zip. Okay, can we get check the uh, Commission on Aging appointments, commissioners? So what you're saying is I missed one. <laughs> That's what he's politely saying. I like how he, he put it. Oh, he did, and he's right. He is he's a he's always right. He should be on uh, the Commission of Aging. I, mean, I think we yes. missed, we missed this <laughs> last month, too. <laughs> it's Annie's fault, so don't worry about Almost it. Okay. <laughs> I move to appoint Janet P. Melson and Mary Jo Vopa. Selly to the Commission on Aging. These terms will expire 12-31-2026. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Hang in there. S seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Now we'll move to the Spending Affordability Committee. I move to appoint Steve Wilson to the Spending Affordability Committee. This term will begin January 1, 2023 and expire on December 31, 2024. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? I, I think that it's a blessing that he's willing to do this and, and continue serving his expertise when it comes to finances uh, with the county. I think it's brilliant and the perfect place to, for him to continue to help us out. Well said. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Back to you, big boy. I got the last one, right? I think uh, we have a, a need a motion oh, yeah. for the board and commission liaison assignments. I think. Uh, All right. So I'm going to make a motion that uh, Commissioner Moran and Commissioner Duminell serve on, as the liaisons on the Baltimore Metropolitan Council. That Commissioner Moran and Commissioner Duminell also serve on the Baltimore Regional Transportation Board, which is one and the same. That all five commissioners serve on the Board of Health that uh, Commissioner Wilson and Commissioner McLaughlin serve on the Council of Governments, that Commissioner Wilson, Commissioner Corcorino serve on the Maryland Association of Counties, that Commissioner Moran, Commissioner Duminell serve on Park and Rec's board, that all five commissioners serve on the Roads Board, that all five commissioners serve on the Sanitary Commission, that Commissioner Wilson and Commissioner McLaughlin serve on the Social Services Board, that Commissioner Wilson, Commissioner McLaughlin serve on Upper Shore Regional Council, and Commissioner Corcorino. Um, that Commissioner Duminell, Commissioner Corcorino serve on the Animal Control Board. 
Commissioner Moran and Commissioner Corcorino serve on the Bay Bridge Airport Commission. Uh, Commissioner Moran serves on the Bay Bridge Reconstruction Advisory Board, Board of Education Liaison, Commissioner Moran and Commissioner Dumineau as President and Vice President, uh, Broadband Advisory Council, Commissioner Wilson and Commissioner McLaughlin, uh, Commissioner Moran and Commissioner Corcorino on the Commission on Aging, Commissioner Dumineau, Commissioner Corcorino on Council for Children and Youth, Commissioner Wilson, Commissioner Corcorino on Economic Development Commission, Commissioner Moran, Commissioner Dumino as President and Vice President on Employee Morale Committee, Commissioner Moran, <coughs> Commissioner Corcorino on DSAC, Commissioner Wilson, Commissioner McLaughlin on Fire EMS Commission, Commissioner McLaughlin, <coughs> Commissioner Corcorino on the Housing Authority, uh, Commissioner McLaughlin, Commissioner Dumino on the Kenton Harris Development Foundation, Commissioner McLaughlin, Commissioner Corcorino on the Liquor Board, uh, Commissioner Wilson, Commissioner McLaughlin, Commissioner Corcorino on National Association of Counties, Commissioner Moran, Commissioner Corcorino on the Planning Commission, Commissioner Wilson, Commissioner Corcorino, Rural County Coalition, and Commissioner Moran, Commissioner Corcorino on the Spending Affordability Committee. Second. <laughs> we have a motion and a second. Did you Any want to read that back? That? You want to read that back? <laughs> Any discussion on that? I will say that, that we're going to it's for a year, so it's this time next year we'll be doing the same thing all over again. But other than that, any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Four zip. All right. Thank you, Commissioner. Just consent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, that brings us to our first press and public comment period. <clears throat> so we have a few, so. Thank you for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing. This commission respects your desire and right to convey your message freely. When you come forward, please speak clearly at the standing microphone. State your name, your address, and your topic of interest. And in keeping with the dignity of our office, we ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. Linda Friday. Linda Friday, President of the Queen Anne's County Chamber. I'm so glad my name wasn't on that list that you just called out. Um, anyway, I'm just here tonight just to congratulate you gentlemen for, um, for winning uh, your, your election. Uh, we look forward to serving with you again another four years. We've had a great partnership. and We look forward to um, the continued partnership that we have. Congratulations, Commissioner McLaughlin. We look forward to working with you. Uh, I'm sure we've got lots going on um, with uh, our drug-free coalition, with the CTE program, a lot of other opportunities, and we, we hope to see you at some of our events. And on behalf of our uh, board of directors, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you, Linda. Forward to working with you, too. Uh, Linda, is it Weimer? Weimer. Weimer, sorry. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Linda Weimer. I live at 407 Central Drive in Chestertown, but of course Queen Anne County at Chester Harbor. I wanted to thank Commissioner Jack Wilson, I don't think I ever officially did, for his help in my writing a story about the bluegrass solar farm this late in the summer. Uh, he talked to me three or four times on the phone and made a lot of sense. So I won't, I never did actually know what yeah, he looked like. The person like. never said that, that I made huh? any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was very
very helpful in, in showing me the big picture and political ramifications of the whole thing. And he had a, a close election, I noticed, at the end over the whole thing. So uh, that, um, and I wondered, I haven't, I've been on other, on other topics recently. Uh, is, the, is that solar farm, does anyone know, fully engaged? Are all three uh, solar arrays producing electricity as of now? Does anybody know? No, not all of them. Okay, not all of them yet? No. Okay, thank you. Yep. And happy holidays. Thank you, Linda. That's all we had to sign up. Would anybody else like to speak? Seeing none, we'll close press and public comment. Okay, commissioners, we can move into presentations this evening. If you want to turn to um, tab number six, item one on page one, we have a, uh, a very special proclamation for our superintendent of schools. He's good. And she is here with us tonight, so if you want to, you want to come on up. Yeah. Dr. Salins. Again, tab six, item one, page yeah, one. sit up here. Come on, sit up. <laughs> yeah, come on up. <laughs> they can't get you in the camera. Right? <laughs> well, who wants to go first? Proclamation, or shall we have you tell us and tell the public why we actually called you up here? Um, okay, I can share that. So, okay. um, at um, a conference in the state of Maryland in November, I was um, um, got the honor of the Superintendent of the Year for the State of Maryland, and we'll go on to the national competition in February. So wow. I'm very proud yes. to be Happy to represent Queen Anne's County. Very proud of that. We are very proud of you, believe me. I mean, that's the 10 years I've never had an opportunity to do something like this, so this is, this is very gratifying, and we want to thank you for what you, you know, in your short span of time, what you've done and, and what you continue to do. And, just opening up another Judy Center, so that's, that awesome. that's a great thing. Yeah. So I have a proclamation here, Proclamation 22-67, whereas Dr. Patricia Salins received her bachelor's and master's degrees from Salisbury University and her doctorate in leadership and innovation from Wilmington University, and whereas Dr. Salins is an Eastern Shore of Maryland native and began her career as a social studies teacher in Dorchester County, and whereas Dr. Salins is the immediate past president of PSSAM and also served as president for the Eastern Shore of Maryland Educational Consortium, the ESMEC. And whereas Dr. Salins represented the state superintendents for three years as a member of the Professional Standards and Teacher Education Board, that's the PSTEB, and continues to promote leadership in her role as a board member of Leadership Maryland. Whereas Dr. Salins recently led the development and implementation of the first Maryland Superintendent Academy in collaboration with the Comprehensive Center Net Network. And whereas Dr. Patricia Salen's leadership and love for education has exemplified over the past 30 years and Queen Anne's County Public Schools are very fortunate to have such a passionate and hardworking leader. And whereas Dr. Salen's demonstrates the characteristics of a successful superintendent with their strong personal and professional background, a deep understanding of student learning, a commitment and love for children, the ability to lead staff to achieve the, and, to the, and the willingness to listen to parents and incorporate their views into her decisions. And whereas Queen Anne's County is fortunate to have a leader for our public school system with such a professionalism, passion and dedication for making a difference for both students and staff at Queen Anne's County Schools, and now therefore we the County Commissioners Queen Anne's County 
wish to congratulate Dr. Salins for being named 2023 Maryland Superintendent of the Years. Congratulations. So Philip wants to know what kind of car did they give you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, car! That's only teacher of the year. That's, That's only, only teacher of the year. Wow! Wow! That's we do though. Um, we do get a superintendent ring, and if you win, you get a superintendent jacket. So that's kind of cool. Like a. Like so a did anybody ever do any, any research to see if, if Queen Anne's County's ever had a superintendent one we, before? We have had one other, and that was Bernie Sadusky. Oh, oh Bernie, yeah, yeah. of course. That's right. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Very good. Well, you're in great company. Income. Yes, absolutely. So, and nice. the person who hired me in Caroline County, Dr. Ed Shirley, was also a superintendent wow. of the year. And the first superintendent that ever hired me as a teacher was Dr. Spicer Bell, who also was a superintendent of the year. So I've had the great privilege of the working, long lineage going working there. Yeah, yeah. with some very amazing leaders who I think have wow. shaped who I am as a leader for sure. Great. So, well, thank, thank you very, very much. much for the support. And thank congratulations you. to all of you as well. And really looking forward to continuing our partnership. We Absolutely. Have a, we have a lot le left to do. So. Absolutely. We'll get a great. picture with the superintendent of the year. So, yeah. so just real quick before yeah. we do that, that's the, that was the, the, the very serious part of, of you accepting this award. And Commissioner Corcorito and myself had the opportunity to go down to Ocean City and attend um, her receiving that award. And what an amazing experience. Very, very proud yeah. of um, being able to sit there and watch you receive that. And the surprise of your daughter coming in from Mississippi yes. um, and the family members that were there, it was absolutely amazing. And then of course, I, I promised some folks on the sitting on your school board that I would um, not say anything about what happened after, after the award. I appreciate that. That stays, that stays in Ocean City. Good. Yep, picture. <laughs> How you doing? Good trip? Lights me. Yeah. assets to me is who she has surrounded Dr. Noel, Dr. Kibler, yeah. Dr. Frankel, Ms. Powers. I mean there's a very professional group here that can cover when she's not available uh, and that's the thing for as a board member and Mark and Helen that are here can ditto that. It's a very important to have a strong team and I thank everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Is, is Robert Gill next? All right, continue with uh, presentations, Commissioner. Commissioners, we have uh, Mr. Robbie Gill, the Executive Director of the YMCA of the Chesapeake, and he has a presentation for us this evening on the new YMCA and Senior Center here in Queen Anne's County. If you want to look in your books on uh, tab six, item two, pages two through nine, there are some materials, and I believe everything is up on the screen as well that's in your book. Uh, some nice photographs here of the construction in progress. So. Commissioner, it's great to see you again. Congratulations, uh, Commissioner Glockin. Nice to meet you. Nice um, to meet you. As you guys remember, uh, it was summer of 2021 when it was super hot. We had our uh, groundbreaking mm -hmm. and decided to uh, to just do uh, site work at the time because everyone thought, oh, things will get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. So um, we decided to go ahead and move forward uh, and break ground on the facility. Uh, one positive to waiting a little longer is we were also able to see the impact of the Y in Chestertown. Uh, you know, that Y opened Jan in January. There's 5,000 people in Chestertown, about 19 in Kent County. That Y today has about 6,000 members, 25% uh, of those on assistance. And it has a huge double gym with six indoor pickleball courts and a walking track. And when we really saw the impact of that, we had scaled a smaller gymnasium here. And then thinking about the senior center, um, active aging center, whatever we end up, Kathy decides to name that. Uh, we wanted to make sure we had amenities and services at a level that could really make an impact because we really see this facility serving upwards of 10,000 folks. And so we went ahead and decided to scale the gym up to a, a double gym, which added, go figure, about $3 million to the project. but. We've been working at this for 16 plus years, so why not do it right if you're gonna do it, right? So uh, I wanted to at least share um, some current photos. Um, and I'll, if it's okay, uh, can I walk over here? Mm -hmm. Probably you can do whatever you want. Got a microphone here for you, Robbie. Okay. There you go. I'll bring this over for you, see. Sure. Just, just to maybe point it out. So you've got your entry here. Uh, this space is, um, so we've got this career development resource center that will work in partnership for, uh, with a variety of different folks in providing opportunities uh, for um, fiscal literacy classes and job employment opportunities and a variety of pieces. There's also uh, offices there and stay and play. This is the pool area and there'll be a walkway down this way, all this glass that goes in there. There's a separate entrance into that space so if we're hosting a swim meet with the high school you can enter that without having to go through the rest of the building and as you work your way back the uh, building there with the roof that's not currently on that's the wellness center and multi-purpose rooms there's a kitchen in there and multiple purpose spaces for the um, for the senior center as well and then the, and then this space here which is now covered is all the locker rooms and spaces we need to serve our members and then in the back with all the steel you can see the double gym you can actually kind of make out the walking track there there's an elevator shaft as well uh, so in all it's about a 70,000 square foot facility it's the largest YMCA that we've ever undertaken by far if you're standing in the back corner Todd and I and Kathy were walking around, it is a massive facilities uh, the, you know we built it to make sure that as the community grew we never were in a situation where we weren't able to make an impact and provide the programs that we needed to provide, whether those are Y programs, 
senior center programs are collaborative programs and partnerships with other uh, not-for-profits and organizations. Here's another picture of the front. You can see the size of the gym. It's over 16,000 square feet. We also have spec in the back to build a, uh, an outdoor pool as well. That'll get started uh, after the facility is finished. There's the track there you can see. And this is the pool. So um, interestingly enough, once the, the structure was built, they began building the pool um, inside the structure. There's all glue. You can't see it in this picture, but glue lamp beams in there, and uh, it'll be absolutely beautiful. And this is the rendering of what the Y will look like in Senior Center when it's done. So we're... Um, We've been very successful to date with fundraising. Um, you know, this is a project that it, it's imperative that we raise the dollars necessary to make sure the facility is debt free and that way we can ensure that we can uh, provide assistance and all the resources we need for outreach programming and teaching kids to swim and financial assistance. Uh, we project the project for the physical building to cost right at 22 million. I can remember 16 years ago, it was maybe nine. Nine, <laughs> nine. yeah, right? Size and scope, substantially bigger from back in the day when we were kicking it around. Um, we've raised to date 19.2 million. So we're in the ballpark uh, and are continuing to work on our fundraising. Uh, fortunately, the Radcliffe Foundation, knowing uh, the additional costs with inflation, increased their gift um, from five to eight million. And then we have another anonymous foundation that increased their gift from uh, two and a half to five million, which was tremendously helpful so to see so many people supporting this effort to make it possible is incredible and we're really just excited uh, to partner with you guys and your staff we actually have a planning meeting tomorrow to really start hammering out what this um, let's call it active aging facility is going to really look like uh, we're all kind of struggling with the word senior center because we want to make sure that as people age that uh, this is a facility that they can engage in a variety of programs and services that um, strengthen the quality of life as you get older, uh, connect you to other people um, and resources to where, you know, um, growing, uh, growing older in Queen Anne's County, you've got all the resources you would ever need to stay connected to folks. So, you know, I often say no one comes into a YMCA and says, I missed you treadmill number seven, right? They're, they're connected to individuals and people. And you can see that as an example with pickleball, you know, just zillions. Of, and I know you guys have built those courts uh, on the island, um, having those indoor f facilities and uh, courts will be a huge, a huge benefit. So it's um, it's been really fun to see it happen. I'm tremendously grateful for you guys and your patience and persistence. Uh, Todd and his leadership uh, is just wonderful, and um, I'm really excited to work with Kathy and her team, uh, not only to provide. Um, enhanced programs and services here in Centerville but across the county as we work to make sure we can make a big impact. So um, tell us a little about Robbie about uh, memberships and and I mean this, <coughs> this facility is, is has it all it, um, is is there member well obviously there's family memberships but are there memberships that that you can say well I'm not ever going to do pickleball so I mean is, is the membership opportunities and packages you're putting together 
encompass all of it or just pieces? Sure. How's that so it's a, if, number one, for the Y piece, it's an income-based model. And so we don't turn anyone away due to any financial limitations. So, uh, so there would never be a financial barrier that would preclude anyone from participating. Uh, when you're a member of the Y, you have access to all those programs and services. So there isn't a membership that says, well, I'm only going to use the pool on Tuesdays. Uh, and in doing so, that gives you opportunities to also be engaged and involved in other programs and other Y. So you'll see, um, even right now, we have about 120 Queen Anne's County members that travel uh, to Kent County regular time being one to swim and participate in pickleball and other. And so what you'll find is you'll have kind of cross pollination and connection with senior center programming. You know, that really boils down to what community needs are there and how we'll address those. So like we provide uh, chronic disease programs uh, like our Parkinson's program, Rocksteady and our cancer survivor program free of charge. And so we'll work with Kathy and her team to figure out how we can support programming. And so you may, as an example, have a, a water aerobics class uh, as a part of the senior center um, several days a week. And the Y is providing the um, instruction for that because we've got the folks to do it. And that may be a free program or a small fee, this or that. So you, what you're going to find, kind of like we have in St. Michael's, is you'll have people flowing into the YMCA that are Y members and they're participating in programming. And then you'll have people flowing into the Y that are senior center participants. And then they'll as well cross pollinate. So you'll have, let's say seniors that are coming in to participate in a congregate meal or a meals program, but they also learn about the Parkinson's program and want to be a part of that. Just the same as we'll have Y members who will learn about a pottery class or a senior program that they want to be a part of that they can connect to as well. So the cool part about that is you're pulling everyone into one space and making those resources really easy to access and participate in. And then for us, the key to that partnership really working well is there isn't, what I love about this the most is there isn't a senior center door and a YMCA door. So when you go in, it's just all there. And so then we work together to make sure if there's a, a group exercise class taking place at 9 a.m. and then at 10 a.m. there's a, a um, painting class in that same space. We'll transition it, and that way, the Y's got access to spaces, the seniors got access, senior centers got access to space, and you're just maximizing what you've got to make the biggest possible impact. So, Jim, you can you can swim, and then you can paint, swim and paint, and eat. <clears throat> So beyond all that, Robin, yes, sir. the thing everybody wants to But you got to get out of your speed. When you cut that you paint, Jim. We don't, yes, sir. We don't need so that. So we're shooting for October 1st. October 1st is our goal. Um, the only thing that I'm, you know, we've navigated access to steel and all the things that we need. The only thing we're still struggling to get are transformers. Hmm. Yes, you are. And, I, you know, last we heard they were like a 60-week lead down. Yep. Still transformers. Really? They all went to Florida after the hurricane. Yep. All those. So, so our, our KRM, who's the construction company, has done a phenomenal job uh, on the project, and they're working hard to solve that uh, for us. Um, we'll probably have some hiccups at the end, like we did in Kent County, where the floor we picked out, they said, if you want that, it'll be April. But if you'd like this floor, we can get it to you immediately, and we'll navigate what that looks like. But, um, yeah, Jack, I think we're really in a good spot to be open by um, – October 1st is our conservative date and uh, be in a position to really make an impact. Look forward to that ribbon cutting. That's going to be a fun one, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt. 
And I think what you'll find is, um, we said this a long time ago, and I'm just grateful you guys hung in there, is that um, when you drive by there and you see kids coming across the street, from the high school, uh, from the high school, and that's a safe place school. to be and connect. And then you see uh, older adults that that's their home too, and then a place for family. That's just going to be a community hub. I've always believed that it will be a place that brings three distinct communities together in the county, and that you've got the island in North County in the center of the county. And I think it will create a hub where there'll be new connections made for folks that maybe don't cross paths all the time. And that's going to be a really cool thing as well. Um, so it's um, it's really neat to see it come to fruition, and um, we're working really hard to uh, to tackle this last bit of fundraising, um, and then, as Commissioner Wilson said, celebrate in October. And excited to do that with you guys. When did we sign the agreement? Was it 2015? 2015, November 2015. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, November 2015. And you know, I, I, um, as quickly as you want to try to tackle those things, um, this is a really good example of a little bit of time has helped because if we would have done it right then, there wouldn't be a senior center component to it. Wouldn't be a track either. Very true. Wouldn't no be track, a track, it'd right. be a smaller facility. County wouldn't have been built. Yep. 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 So when you really look at. It's kind of God's time, right? So it, it all played out the way it was supposed to, and, um, and I think we're really going to have a resource, community resource, that will make a difference for generations to come. Awesome. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, appreciate all you guys do and your work. When I heard that list of all these other things you sit on, yeah. <laughs> busy guys. So I appreciate you all taking the time and for your support of this project. It's going to be a transformational moment. Awesome. And is it fair to say go dogs? Go dogs. Go dogs. Why not win one more, right? I had to wait 40 years for the first one. Right. I grew up a Georgia fan. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so it's been, uh, it's been a wonderful experience other than uh, that Candace thing I had to work through. You know, Herschel Walker was a, it was a, he was a childhood legend for me. I have a, sign, <laughs> I have a signed jersey at my house, uh, so I uh, probably shouldn't. It's a rough go there, but uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> At least love, we're on the same team, right? Yeah, love those dogs. They're well, good stuff. So. What part of Georgia? So I grew up in Seneca, which is where Clemson is, uh, uh, Clemson, South Carolina. But my dad um, was a season ticket holder, and I had a lot of family that uh, grew up and went to Georgia. Mm. So we spent our Saturdays in Athens, and I wow. saw a ton of Herschel's games and uh, when I was a little kid. and. I, you know, when you're little, you just your memory's a bit skewed. But in my mind, anytime they handed him the ball, we all stood up because it was a touchdown. I mean, like he just. <laughs> yeah. And so, always have gone back there um, a few times a year. I've stopped going to games because I realized I was a jinx. I, my dad and I had always said we'd go to the national championship game if they ever made it back, and we were there in '17 when Bama threw that touchdown pass in overtime. And then a few years later, I went and saw them play South Carolina, and they got beat when they were number three at home. And I yeah, haven't home. been back since. So, uh, so, so just watch from afar now. It worked. So, so my daughter attends Georgia Southern. Oh, so great they all school. went crazy great last school. year yeah. uh, when Georgia won, yeah. and uh, and all three of my nephews graduated from Athens. So Very we're cool. dog. Big dog fans. Awesome. And that's D-A-W-G-S dogs. Yeah. I had a bulldog named Munson that was part of the lineage uh, back in He was uh, the great-grandson of August 6. So uh, it gets in your blood. It's a little different down there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So thank you for saying that. Yep. Uh, it was great seeing you guys. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, Have a great thanks. Christmas. Yep. Thank you. Commissioners, our next presentation, actually it's a public hearing, is uh, 
For Mr. Mike Clark, Chief of Housing and Family Services, we have a Community Development Block Grant for the Sellersville Senior Center roof replacement. So Mike, come on up. And this is um, tab six, item three, pages 10 through 15. Mm. Good evening. Good Thank evening. you for having me. Uh, and congratulations, Commissioner McLaughlin. Thank you. Uh, so tonight, um, there, we got good news in that the, the Senior Center staff, when they're working to find money to put a roof on the Senior Center up in Southersville, they had a great application, they submitted it. The issue was that the grant that they used, that they wanted to put it under, which was originally they, they filed under the, the Community Legacy Program, they expended all their money, and the folks at the Department of Housing, the, the Department of Housing Community Development said, well, we've got another grant program it'll fit under. We want to fund it, it'll just fit better where other projects won't fit under that. The issue is, is with the depart with the program they suggested is the Community Development Block Grant, and it requires that we have a public hearing in order to do it. So that is what we're here to do tonight, and it has in order to have the public hearing, it requires that I, I read into um, read into the minutes some things, which takes about four minutes and 20 seconds. You've timed yourself several I did, times. So <laughs> I could tell you guys so that you would think, when is this going to get over? Well, you're well, faster than Patrick, so that's If you, <laughs> if you uh, want to look at your watches, you can do that and see if I'm accurate. And then at the at, 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 after I'm done, if there's no comments, if you're so inclined to open the hearing and close the hearing and then make the motion, it would be very much appreciated. So is it okay for me to begin? All right. The purpose of this public hearing is to obtain the views of citizens on community economic development and housing needs to be, to be considered for submission of an application for a community development block grant, CDBG, awarded through Maryland Department of Housing and Community Development Special Programs. The purpose of this proposal is to fund the replacement roof on the Sellersville Senior Center. Citizens will have the opportunity to discuss proposed projects and to provide input on other needs to be considered. A draft application will be available for public review on December 13th and 14th at the Kramer Center at 104 Powell Street, Centerville, Maryland, 21617 during normal business hours. In that application, citizens will be furnished with information funding, but not limited to the amount of CDBG funds available for fiscal year state 2020 or fiscal year 2023, the range of activities that may be undertaken with CDBG funds, and the proposed projects under consideration by the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County. The Maryland CDBG program is federally funded program designed to assist governments with activities directed toward neighborhood and housing revitalization, economic development, and improved community facilities and services. The program is administered by the Maryland Department of Housing and Community Development. The proposed project currently under consideration by the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County is a Sutlersville Senior Center roof replacement project in the amount of $450,000 to replace the damaged and faulty roof of the Sutlersville Senior Center, which routinely experiences water damage. The roof replacement project will ensure Senior Center programs can continue to operate as scheduled and will allow Senior Center members to continue to take advantage of the many daily and specialized offerings at the Senior Center in a safe and maintained facility. This public hearing is required to be held prior to the grant application submission and a notice of the hearing must be published in a local newspaper at least five days prior to the hearing. A notice of public hearing was placed with the Record Observer, the Bay Times, and on the Queen Anne's County website for the Division of Housing and Community Services public notices at WQAC.org prior to December 7, 2022, announcing that the public hearing was set for Tuesday, December 13, 2022 at 6 p.m 
with public comment accepted at that meeting held at the Liberty Building at 107 North Liberty Street, Centerville, Maryland. This public hearing will summarize the purpose, proposed strategies, and proposed outcomes of the following projects. Queen Anne's County Southersville Senior Center roof replacement, $450,000. We're almost there. Queen Anne's County Southersville Senior Center roof replacement. Queen Anne's County Division of Housing and Community Services within the Department of Community Services plans to submit an application for funding to replace the roof of the Southersville Senior Center. The project is aimed to repair the damaged and faulty roof which routinely leaks water into the building during and after each rainfall or other weather events such as melting snow. Senior center operations have needed to be relocated or postponed in the past due to water in the building or building damage such as fallen ceiling tiles, wet carpets and more. County staff from the Area Agency on Aging and the Department of Public Works have cleaned up the water and where possible repaired damage after each occurrence. In certain situations, senior center operations were required to be relocated, postponed, or canceled for concern of member safety. The replacement roof project will provide a permanent fix and mitigate any further leakage from the building's roof. The project will ensure the safety of facility attendees and will allow the Area Agency on Aging to continue running scheduled events and operations as usual. So, with your permission, we'll open it to see if there's anybody for public comment. Okay. No? No one here to testify? So, we'll, we'll close the comment section. Okay. Do we need to read this action? Uh, recommend the motion? You need a motion, yeah. You have I make a motion to approve the Queen Anne's County Department of Community Services grant application to the Maryland Department of Housing and Community Development special project through the Community Development Block Grant Program for the Suttersville Senior Center roof replacement project for $450,000, sign the included resolution statement and assurance and certifications and letter of support. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved, 5 -0. Thank you for your time. Really. Good job, right. Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Great job, Mike. Thank you. Okay, Commissioners, that is all of the presentations we had this evening scheduled. So we can move into new business. Uh, if you want to turn to tab number three. So we have um, 12 action items this evening, plus one desk item. So tab three, item one, page one. We have uh, proclamation number 22-71, character counts. Pillar of the month, caring. Uh, whereas Queen Anne's County is declared a characters counts community and caring is the pillar of the month for December of 2022. And whereas the Judy Center Early Learning Hubs were founded in 2000 by order of the Maryland State Legislator with the express purpose of supporting families of young children residing in Title I school communities in all Maryland counties. And whereas the Judy Center Early Learning Hub's mission is to assist caregiver, caregivers of all young children, uh, prenatal to five years old, for success in school and in life, which includes learning how to care for self and for others. And whereas the Judy Center Early Learning Hub focus on social and emotional foundations of early learning, incorporating the elements of concept of caring during parent and child education opportunities. And whereas the Judy Center Early Learning Hubs utilize playground and home visiting opportunities to exemplify examples of caring of qualities. Whereas through the caring work of the Judy 
Judy Center Early Learning Hub staff, caregivers of young children begin to thrive in their lives and then in turn work to care for self and others. And whereas generous and consistent financial guidance and support from Queen Anne's County Public Schools system and Maryland State Department of Education enables the combined Judy Center Early Learning Hub staff in Queen Anne's County to coordinate the care of all families enrolled in their respective programs leading to the caring population of families of young children. And now therefore, the Queen Anne's County Commissioners do hereby designate the Characters Counts Pillar of the Month for December to be caring. And this was provided obviously by the Judy Early Learning Hubs of uh, Churchill Elementary School, Graysonville Elementary School, and Settlers Elementary School. Very good. Thank good you. stuff. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Commissioner Dumino. Okay, item two on page two. Uh, we have a, a memo here. We need to reach consensus. We will need a quorum of our uh, sitting Board of County Commissioners to attend uh, the Chesapeake College budget meeting. This is when all five counties have a quorum of their boards of commissioners, which would include Dorchester, Caroline, Kent, Talbot, and Queen Anne's counties. So we have two dates there. So I need uh, at least three of you fine gentlemen to please let me know which dates, or all of you. I'm, let good, me know with I'm good with both dates. Me too. Chris is good with both dates. Either one. Yep. Phil and Jack. Yep. All right. Patrick, you good with those dates? April yep. 5th, so, April 19th. So you're good for all. All right. All concerned. We will get that to the college and get that on the budget schedule. Thank you. Our next item is item three on pages three through three through thirty-three. This is the community partnerships agreement for fiscal twenty-three. This is between us and the state of Maryland, Queen Anne's County, with the children's cabinet on behalf of the state and the community partnerships for children and our local management board. This is our annual agreement to develop our integrated uh, children and family service delivery system, uh, which is the function of our LMB. This includes performance measures and the annual budget for those programs. I move that President Moran sign the attached fiscal year 2023 community partnership agreement. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Okay. Thank you, commissioners. Item number four on pages 34 through 49. This is an EDIF commission, Economic Development Incentive Fund Commission, recommendation to approve a $50,000 conditional loan to Chesapeake Chef's Service to outfit a commercial kitchen at 225 Sadler Road in Graysonville. They will use the funds to purchase equipment for that facility. They are in the process of redeveloping that property for expanding its catering operations, and they do plan on investing over $1 million. They will be um, conditioned upon adding two new full-time positions and one new part-time position. I move to approve the disbursement of the conditional loan of the amount of $50,000 from the Economic Development Incentive Fund to Chesapeake Chef Services, LLC, for the purchase of equipment to be utilized at its new facility at 225 Sadler Road, Graysonville, Maryland. The disbursement of funds is contingent upon a signed agreement outlining the conditions of the agreement and performance of the project in accordance with the application submitted to the EDIF Commission. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? We can have a, tell us a little bit about it. 
Sure. Uh, Chesapeake Chef, Chef Services LLC is currently operating out of the Yacht Club and plans to continue to do that. But they purchased the property that's right next to Royal Farms in Graysonville, and they plan on demolishing that old building, which is not usable, and investing $1.2 million in a new facility, which is a commercial kitchen. And in the front, they're going to have a market, which they plan to focus on uh, local products through that. And they also are one of our youth apprenticeship sponsors for the culinary program and they've they've employed that person full-time now and are looking to do a second so they're a great partner um, in the community and you think of the investment that they're planning on making and so this is a small part of that overall investment we, we have a security interest on the equipment that's being purchased. yes security interest and guarantees and um, meetings with SCORE and or um, some sort of we have an agreement with SCORE to have ongoing um, reviews of their financials and meeting with him. Anyone else have any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved, 5-0. Great, thank you, thank commissioners. You. What, any idea, uh, Director, what the timeline is for? The, the property um, has been purchased, and I know that they are currently working with um, the, the builders and the architects and to get before planning and permitting as soon as possible. So it's 12 months at least out, but they wanted to make sure that they had the funding necessary to be able to move forward because this is a missing piece. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other questions for? Nope. Thank you, Heather. Okay. Thank you, Heather. Okay, item number five on page 50. This is the Upper Shore micro ag grant program and they are requesting a match uh, as we know the upper shore micro grant program is a collaborative effort between the three upper shore counties cecil kent and queen anne's this program encourages collaboration of farmers and agricultural enterprises in the upper shore region to work together promote by local improve access to food and help alleviate food insecurity uh, urcs has awarded each county thirty-two thousand dollars, and we are respectfully requesting that the commissioners match that funding grant and allow for more opportunities for our local ag community. I move that Queen Anne's County provides a match of 32,000 to support the Upper Shore Regional Council micro ag grant program in 2023. Second. We have a motion and a second. So, any so further discussion? Word has it that this program may have won a big award this year. So, I think Maybe. we need to keep supporting this. Yep. There's rumor on the street that Queen Anne's County is going to get recognized, finally. Well, okay then. Any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Right. Thank, thank you, you commissioners, and thank you for that coming attraction, commissioners. <laughs> appreciate it. Great, I won't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Heather. Okay, commissioners, item number six on pages 51 and 52. This is the... Um, uh, Maryland Agricultural Land Preservation Fund State Matching Funds Program MAUF letter to letter of intent to participate. We've been in this program since 1975, and a letter of intent to participate is due um, by January 3rd to continue with that program. Where's our MAUF cheerleader? She's not here tonight. I did not see. Uh, Can we approve this without her being here? Absolutely. Okay. I move to approve the letter of intent to participate in the MAUF Matching Funds Program. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? <coughs> so moved. 
All right. Thank you, commissioners. Uh, item number seven, also in regards to mouth, this is a recertification support uh, on uh, item seven on pages 53 through 64. And this program uh, called certification that enables the county to retain 75% of their agricultural transfer tax if the county meets certain criteria set by the Maryland Department of Planning and MAUF. We have been a certified county since 2001 and we are currently up for renewal. So we recommend approval of this recertification <laughs> request as well. Yep, if we want to keep 70% of our money. That's right. I make a motion to approve the MAUF recertification request. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item number eight on pages 65 and 66. This is the mailing bid results for the Parks and Recreation. Uh, they solicited bids to provide mailing services by region. The bid is structured so that individual contracts are awarded to separate bidders based on the lowest bid by region, and they have some recommendations here uh, in the motion for that. I move to authorize the Department of Parks and Recreation to award the mowing contract for each region as follows. Ken Island Region to Lorenzo Inc. in the amount of $76,036.14 for three years. Graysonville and North County to Phil's Lawn Service in the amount of $26,250 for three years. Second. Second. You're killing me, Smalls. Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to sit here and realize he's not in for a truck tonight. So right. That's got us all I had, a thing, I had a I process all that. I want, I want some disclosures on this company called Phil's Lawn Service. Did you look? Did, yes. <laughs> well, in Graysonville? <laughs> I, have to re, I have to recuse myself on this. <laughs> I mean, you're not even trying, Phil. Different Phil. Different <laughs> yeah. Phil. You could have spelled it no, I was two looking, L's or something. Look, I was looking for small print for a... 2023 Ford F-250 or something. That's next month. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we give you a hard time, but I can tell you that I, I think um, yours is a tangible product, and, and we've talked about this before. We give you a hard time about that stuff. But and we're not gonna stop. Nope. And our, our taxpayers really get a chance to really see um, the benefits that the funding of the Parks and Recreation Department has really benefited them because these are, these are facilities that they actually get to use on a daily basis. So they see an immediate return on their tax dollars. So you guys do a, a wonderful job. Um, we give you a hard time, but we appreciate everything you do. I appreciate the hard time, and I definitely appreciate the support. So <laughs> if the hard time you know, requires support, then I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> there you go. All right, we have a motion and a second on to authorize the Department of Parks and Recreation to award the mowing contract for each region is as follows. Ken Island Region to Lorentz Incorporated in the amount of $76,036.14 for three years, and Graceville North County to Phil's Lawn Service in the amount of $26,250 for three years. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. What you have I don't have to abstain, it's not me. <laughs> Thank you. Phil says that push mower, he's got to kill him if he had to do that. <laughs> All right, thank you, commissioners. Item number nine on page 67 and 68 is the uh, National Association of Counties annual, annual county dues for $896. I move to approve payment for the 2023 annual NACO dues in the amount of $896. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? 
So just NACO is National Association of Counties. Just yes, sir. Thank you. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So move. All right, thank you, commissioners. Item number 10 on pages 69 and 70. This is an informational item, and maybe uh, Director Mordock or Stephanie Jones wants to come up here for the next couple of items. Uh, this is uh, an update on the uh, text amendment that was a uh, citizen-sponsored text amendment that was tabled um, a few months ago back in August, and the planning staff is um, currently working through that with a stakeholder group. They have some next steps, and they wanted to provide an update to, to the board this evening on this item. Yep, so this is just an update. Um, in August, uh, this board tabled citizen-sponsored text amendment 2203, and this was to repeal the Woodlands provision. Um, with that, it was tabled due to the fact that we're working on the update of the critical area chapter, chapter 14-1, um, and the Woodlands provisions falls strictly in line with what uh, the critical area provisions are. Um, in October, uh, we held a, a workshop basically with all interested parties that kind of uh, made comments through the ordinance of 2020, um, And Basically, there was an overall uh, agreement throughout the um, attendees that within the growth area, we should have a relaxed standard for our woodlands protections, um, specifically for infill and also for small lots that have already been um, basically created. This also, um, should include some type of mitigation or a fee in lieu that the county would collect. Um, so right now I'm working on incorporating that into our uh, critical area chapter 14 update. Uh, I've been working with the critical area commission. Also, uh, this chapter was last updated in 1996, um, which has been quite a long time since then. Uh, the critical area um, provisions were updated a large overhaul in 2008. So there's a lot of changes that will be going into the update of our, our code uh, with that, but um, continue to work with the Critical Area Commission and also work with them on how um, things that might be specific to Queen Anne's County that might help us um, through our Critical Area chapter. And then another piece of that update looks at um, some of the um, Critical Area provisions were enacted in Chapter 18-1. And that includes the woodland, but there are some other provisions that we're going to update in 18.1 as well to bring those in line. Um, so the question was, if I'm remembering right, wasn't there some redundancy or some overlap in terms of, in, which created ambiguity as to how you looked at it and what was the code and what you had to do? Is that that's what we're trying to clean up, right? It caused a lot of confusion. Okay. Yeah, for citizens, for people trying to apply the provisions consistently. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's worth pointing out this community group, it's, we got people from the real estate industry, we got real estate industry, we got a whole bunch of people from these uh, natural resource protection mm -hmm. groups. So it really is a sort of a cross section of members in there. We had a good attendance for that meeting. I think yeah. it was a fair uh, representation of those that were interested in the, the text amendment, so. And so what, what kind of timeline are we looking at? the recommendations I think we'll be looking at summer summer okay. public hearings all right so do we want to go right ahead to 13 since that pretty much plays into what you're what we're talking about now the, the desktop item yeah we want a place to hold on it yeah so yeah. we that's what I'm saying yeah. so you know this was, she was giving us an update now and right and uh, I agree I think we should just move forward to 13 and I'm, I move to place a hold on the acceptance of citizen sponsored critical area text amendment application for the 2020 the cycle as recommended by the Planning Commission 
Second, Patrick. Well, motion and a second. Uh, discussion? So, you know, what, what what this is, and I'm going to explain it, then I'll let you fill Fix in my, my <laughs> voids, uh, is, is, you know, the citizens can sponsor tax amendments uh, the first week in February, the first two first weeks? First 10 days. First, first 10 days. I was close. First 10 days in February. And uh, what we're saying is we're not going to take any of them. We're going to put them on hold or not take them. Uh, that have to do with critical area issues because we want to get this update done. And, you know, I, I would like to, I'm not going to make a amendment to the motion, but I would like to see us, if we could hold it till July 1, be done by July 1. Because I know how things, you know, we all get sidetracked. I understand that, but I think this is kind of important. As you said, 2008 is the last one. Is that what it was? You said? 96 was 96. the last time the 96? county code was updated. 96 or 86? 96. 96. Wow. So. You know, yeah, it'll be long, nice to get this updated and then because the, some of the updates will basically stop some of the people coming in that have tax amendments, correct, on, on critical area issues because you're going to address some of those. So hopefully that will clear some of those up. But if we can get this done by, you know, uh, end of June, beginning of July, that would be great. And uh, one less thing in the way and moving the county forward. And, and can we get updates between now and then? I think updates that may... If they're able to come sure. in and yeah. give us some updates that yeah. may keep people on the sidelines because they realize that something they may want to bring up right. is already being addressed. Correct. So okay. that might help. Yeah. Great. Any, That's a good any, idea. Anyone? What? Are you in comment or are you? No. Have you voted yet? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there'll be there'll be press and public comment period at the end of the meeting. Any any further discussion? So seeing none, uh, we're going to move to place a hold on. That's what I meant, discussion. I just wanted to clarify that this does not in any way impact citizens who would like to move forward with Chapter 18-1 requests for citizen-sponsored text amendments when that 10-day window. Mm -hmm. And again, to encourage if anyone has an idea in mind, and we know we have someone in the audience this evening who has been talking to staff about a critical area project, we welcome all of that input while we're doing the update. Okay. Very good. So again, we're going to uh, move to place a hold on the acceptance of citizen-sponsored critical area tax amendment applications for the 2023 cycle as recommended by the Planning Commission. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. 5-0. Thank you. Now we can go back to Okay. 11. Thank you, Commissioners. Item number 11 on pages 61 through 162 mm. is the uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. 2022, <laughs> thanks to our friends in Planning and Zoning, uh, the Comprehensive Rezoning Request and Growth Area Rezoning Map Amendments and Ordinance 2213. So as we all know, as part of the comp plan update, property owners were provided opportunities to have their property reevaluated for a change to a different land use and zoning district. Planning Commission evaluated all of those. Uh, as a result, uh, multiple, multiple properties were recommended for changes, and the members of the Planning Commission did unanimously vote to send a favorable recommendation to the commissioners regarding these rezoning requests. So the next step is introduce the ordinance, and we'll schedule hearings for all of these um, in the near future. Introduce oh. ordinance 22-13. Second. Well, well, there's oh, more to it. Introduction. Uh, Wait, what? You got to keep. Oh, going. and schedule a public hearing regarding the comprehensive rezoning requests and growth area rezonings as outlined in the comprehensive rezoning summary table and found to be consistent with the 2022 comprehensive plan. We already have a second. Yeah. No, you do. 
He said second. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So we have a motion and a second. Any discussion on this item? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Five All right. Thank you, commissioners. And our final action item this evening is item number 12 uh, on pages 163 through 180. This is the growth allocation petition for Nashville Properties LLC. This is the, from the Planning Commission, their recommendation. Uh, they, uh, this, this Nashville Properties is requesting growth allocation to reclassify 2.81 acres of LDA limited development area to intensely developed area. The applicant's proposing 156,000 square foot four storage, four story self storage facility with interior access and parking. The Planning Commission has reviewed and approved the affiliated concept plan. They provided some technical comments, and this past month, they held a public hearing and sent a favorable recommendation to this board, the County Commissioners, with recommended conditions. So the next step is to schedule a schedule and hold a public hearing and submit this to the Critical Area Commission. I move to schedule a public hearing regarding the growth allocation petition submitted by Nashville Properties LLC, known as Armored Storage Kent Island, requesting to reclassify 2.811 acres of limited development area to intensely developed area. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? So just for the public, so we're going to have a hearing for the public, and then it goes to the Critical Area Commission. They have a hearing too, or do they do that? Is that a new yes. yes, they hold a hearing as well. Right. So there's two hearings. And then we have another hearing in front of this. Back that comes back right. after, depending so, on what the yeah. area does. Okay. Yeah. It's a process. Yes, it is. <laughs> and you have the final right. vote and final but conditions. So I, I think the, the point Commissioner Quirkarino is getting to before this blows up into something that it's not is there's a process. We're following the process like right. we do with anybody. Um, so. Okay. Uh, any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Abstain? Nope. 5-0. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All the rest are informational items? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> all right, Commissioners, that is all of the action items we had this evening. We can go to press and public comment. Do we have any more press and public comment? Thanks very much. Okay. Um, Joe Stevens, um, I was Mr. Schultz earlier, for just a minute, um, and um, I'm here now. Um, I just want to speak to you because I represent an, an, a entity that was going to move forward with a text amendment for critical areas. And I certainly am looking forward to working with staff. Amy's indicated to that to me. Um, the entity is the hole in the wall gang camps. You know, it's the camps for seriously ill children that acquired the entire Aspen Institute property that wasn't acquired by either the University of Maryland or under conservation easements. And they're looking at some modest expansions to serve the kids. Um, and so we were going to come in for an amendment to make clear that institutional uses could expand without having to go through the massive growth allocation process, establish criteria. There's thousands of acres essentially protected down there. Um, and so the only thing I'd ask of you is to please keep this on track because they can't start to move forward and start with their plans and then provide the infrastructure and the improvements to provide for the kids until this moves forward. 
So they had had me working on amendments to submit in February, and now we're going to step back and work with staff as they work through the whole uh, program amendment. So we just request that you please keep a close eye on that and, and move it forward. Thank you. That's the uh, home wall gang. Is that the one Paul Newman charity? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <coughs> I, I think it was the Aspen Institute provided most of the property in the form of a donation, um, some consideration, and, and they acquired it back. Um, we did the closing in April and they've been moving forward. They are going to open with the current facilities without any, you know, they'll do interior improvements. Right. Um, and, um, but they're, you they know. need a medical facility too for some of the medical, children. That are and be that's there. what they're going to have. They're going to have to have an, they will eventually be constructing an infirmary um, staff, which they have almost a one to one ratio of staff. I know that they're going to reach out to the commissioners. You know, there was elections going on. No one knew exactly who they might be reaching out to, but they will be reaching out to you all to give you an update and a tour the facilities in the near future. That's the one at the end of Carmichael? Michael? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Great. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with what you're alluding to, so if you have a couple of minutes after this, Absolutely. I'd, Certainly. I'd be yeah. more than happy great. to let you from in. Okay. Great. Thank you. Very good. Nada? Nada. So we'll close press and public, public comments. We'll go right to the... Uh, Roundtable discussion, and we'll start with Jack, number one. Um, so let's see. Uh, Patrick, welcome to the board. Um, Thank you. Look forward to working with you for the next four years. Um, and I'd be remiss if I did not wish my wife a happy anniversary today. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Get that out of the way. How romantic of you to come here uh, for your well. anniversary. <laughs> But it was I, last I, should, week. I should have led with that, shouldn't I? Yeah. Instead of Patrick. Okay. Well, we won't tell hey, you're stopping at Can you edit that? Bruce, Take two. You guys can Take edit two. that right and reverse that for me? We did it live. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then all else, I got uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody out there, and, and be safe. Mm -hmm. And Patrick, well, it's number two. Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk about? The weather, the trip, what you're doing? Happy anniversary yeah. to Jack. Anniversary. Anything you want? If you got nothing, you say I got nothing to say. see Jack will be home shortly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Um, I feel very blessed that God's put me in this position, and uh, I just look forward to working with you, with you gents, over the next four years. And um, and Margie, I've heard wonderful things about you. So thank not you. Not from Jim, though. But not from Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice, Phil. Um, Sam. So, so a lot. Yeah. So a lot of you folks uh, have already seen um, the Waterman's Crab Basket uh, tree that they did again this year. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't thank Jody Schultz and Schultz family for allowing the Waterman to build those crab basket trees there. It's a great fundraising. Uh, function that the Queen Anne's County Water Association does each year and I think um, it's uh, if you haven't seen any of those baskets go down and take a look uh, but I also had the opportunity to help out and construct those baskets this year there was a lot of fun working with uh, those watermen not only they um, know the bay but they're pretty good with a, a saw and a hammer and drills so Based and all the folks that bought baskets to help with the fundraiser um, thank you very much for that and then welcome aboard, Patrick. Um, I think you're going to be fine. Chris? Uh, welcome aboard, Patrick. My condolences to Tracy on how many years is it that... 
Born in 15, less than 20. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. I apologize for being late. I was in Colorado this morning, and my plane took off very, very late. You were helping Santa fix his sleigh. Right? I was helping fix his sleigh, so that, that was my, uh, yeah, my reason for being late. I can see an attorney fixing anything. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Uh, well, I wish everybody, you know, we don't have another meeting this month, not until next January. So happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, stay safe. Enjoy the holidays, and uh, just keep in mind, Queen Anne's County is a very special place to, to live, and uh, I, I can't say it enough that uh, I think we're blessed here, and I think that uh, this group is going to keep it that way and keep us moving in that direction. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you in January. Motion to adjourn. Second. Uh, uh, okay, yes.